Hello and welcome to the RG Lavanya show. I'm Lavanya and I'm chatting up today with a fantastic guitarist who's also a singer, performer, music composer and producer. He's been the lead guitarist on some of your favorite soundtracks of Mr. E.R. Rahman, including Rockstar, Delhi Six, Vinay Tandi Barwaya, Jaane Tu Ya Jaane Na, to name a few. As a composer, he's done a couple of Malayalam films, and he's also done private albums, about three of them, and one is on its way as well. He's also the founder and the chief mentor at Rainbow Bridge, a music school and production studio in Bangalore. Let's get ready to go inside out today into the world of Sanjeev Thomas. Hi Sanjeev. Hi, hi. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Sanjeev, we'll begin with uh, where it all started off for you. How old were you <coughs> when you took to music and how did it go for you? I think I was taken to music pretty young. Dad was, uh, you know, loved music and always had music at home. Hmm. And at that time, uh, when I was born, I think we were listening to a lot of Bee Gees and Abba, and hmm. that was the kind of music which was happening at home. Wow. Uh, of course, Indian music was there, but then this was something that caught me. I think we're uh, also from Kuwait. Kuwait. I was born in Kuwait. Okay. Yeah. Probably music was a little more available compared to say in India, in India. that way. Uh, my parents kind of. I think when I was three itself, he kind of knew that you know I was like super attached to music, and mm. I used to eat food only if there was music playing. Oh, um, all right. Some concert playing or wow. you know, things like that. You know. Okay, okay. And then I, I think it's it was about uh, when I was eight when I started officially learning learning the guitar. So you picked up the guitar right in the in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. And what that about was, your training? What was what was your initial training like? That was pretty traditional, like mm -hmm. you know just going to a guitar master. In his house, mm -hmm. and, you know, learning. I think I learned for about two years, maybe, mm -hmm. and then. Uh, <laughs> but largely self-taught. Otherwise, after that, yeah, uh, I did go to other teachers, like for short periods, mm -hmm. to kind of learn specific things. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, after that, after that whole two-year bit, it was only like you know portions, Info. and of course, um, throughout life, I you know choose. There are people who come into your life who teach you. Things more than music, also true, and, true. and music also, and uh, so yeah, it's only been like that after since then. Okay, yeah. okay. In fact, that was my next question. Uh, <laughs> not just our teachers, but also there are a lot of these idols and models that we model ourselves on. So, who have been some of your idols and models? Well, so many <laughs> people at different stages of their life. Right. I mean, initially it was my dad who pushed me, for example, okay. uh, to learn the guitar, even though I was attached. To music, that mm. doesn't mean you have the patience and the thing to learn an instrument. Yes. And guitar is a little more harder one because you have to press each string and yes. you know you have to get your through that. Your fingers hurt. Yeah, <laughs> my fingers hurt, and you're small. And yeah. Why yeah. do I have to go through this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so so that because my father was a constant push, like things like. He used to make me uh, learn something in the morning, even though I was not going to a master then. Mm. 
he kind of took over like a master like made sure that i was practicing something mm-hmm. and you know like i had like back then in kuwait we you know the school start for boys starts in the afternoon shift so you're free in the morning okay so I'm, he'll give me some song to learn in the morning before he leaves for office and i learned that song within like before wow. 12 wow okay and then he calls me from the office and i play the whatever to you know, through the phone and he's like kind of showing his people in the office it's like this how sweet how so, sweet so i mean obviously if that wasn't there i would have probably not pushed myself to learn this instrument learn the guitar more. and then it took time you know you truly learn an instrument only once you fall in love with the instrument that's true Yeah, that so that then nobody can take that instrument away from you yes. but to get there is kind of hard it took me some time i think uh, i think when truly when the music connected was probably when i felt that it was necessary was probably when i was like maybe uh, 16 or so more to impress women <laughs> in school you I know, know school. i'm like oh this is actually working uh, yes. <laughs> singing and people like coming to you you know yes 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 absolutely so then you like okay maybe i should get better yeah yeah you know and not just leave it like you know that's when you take it back again right, you know right. and and you take it for a reason which is uh, something to push you well yeah. it was the motivation uh, factor was not important but yeah. the fact that you did get motivated yes yeah so uh, uh, would you say that you had like a, a typical way of practicing or like you know like you just would play with the instrument and then that's how you learned it so that also differs i think at different points of my life how mm-hmm. that was you know so like for example initially obviously it started traditionally uh, going to a master when okay. coming back and my father making sure that i put say maybe one hour or two hours like of practice hmm. so he'll make sure i make do, mm-hmm. do that after that you know uh, that's when a you know whole break happened because i was in kuwait hmm. and like in 1990 the war happened Yeah, uh, yeah yeah so uh, so during that time that kind of changed my family's outlook how they were before that time hmm. my dad was a very easy going guy like super cool guy you know okay hmm and like not saving up like the others and but after the war that changes people you know that's when people are like you know shit we should have saved we should have Hmm. But then that war didn't even matter. Even if you saved, you wouldn't have got that money. Today. Exactly. It's a war, so banks and all that is gone. Absolutely. So that kind of uh, changed everything for me, also even musically, because mm-hmm. that's where that whole break of my father not looking after my practice time anymore. That happened. Okay. Because of the war, and uh, after that we came to Kerala, and uh, maybe a year later he went back. Okay. To get okay. the job, get a get a job. And get another job. Kerala. Okay. So we were alone. I was alone with my mum. I have like uh, three other siblings. Okay. And so things changed. I mean, that's where a break happened. Where I was not really, I was not really playing the guitar much. Mm-hmm. There's no one to push me or. Like, and how old were just, you then? I was ten when the war happened. That was early. Mm. Yeah. So then the, that break happened, and then. I went back to Kuwait. Uh, that was when I was like in the ninth or so. That's when again, okay, dad is again back. The family is back, and then so I had like three years of school there, mm. which again, and then then I I came from you know being in a school in Kerala, dumped into a school in Kuwait, which is like next <laughs> level. Yes, <laughs> it was like a culture shock for me. Absolutely. And then so it took time to just adjust to that. But then things like okay, you can sing. The mm. minute I took the guitar and sang. all that just completely broke everyone accepts you like oh, okay this yes. they all okay, can play the play the guitar okay he yes, might yes. be from kerala but 
school that but you know <laughs> yes 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 but now he can sing so music definitely that that's when that second awakening have okay i need to get serious on guitar on this this is something i love also i mean yeah you know, yeah yeah being on stage and being mm. someone else which i'm not yes, probably yes yes i've you seen know. that myself and i've seen you perform yeah there's a transformation <laughs> yeah. otherwise i feel you're quite you know like a Introvert, slightly quietish yeah. and introvertish person yeah and then something happens <laughs> that's brilliant actually anyway so uh we actually ask people three of their favorite songs that they've you know that. actually uh, worked on hmm. so now at song number 3 and then we'll come to two and one later in the talk okay maybe say like rockstar maybe um recording guitars for that movie for rockstar okay and so usually Rockstar was I, I don't remember the year 2012 or 11 so by then I had already like been with him like for around 6 years 2000 end of 2004 is when I kind of you know started playing for recording for Ariman so usually when I come for recording with Gita he's usually not there he because he kind of trusts okay you know since you just do your thing, yeah, your and, thing. and then I'll do my thing yeah. and, you know? and then of course he anyways transforms everything so yeah yeah so that was how it was always with mm. him but then this movie he was pretty particular uh, you know from the start i think even uh, i heard later that the the stuff that i used to wear in the concerts mm-hmm. were kind of an inspiration for the clothes oh, really? that one be wore you know oh, the, yeah, actually, the old pretty dhoti similar. yes the dhoti boots and you know yes, those kind yes, of things yes, yes. so so yeah that was pretty and then and for every recording ar was there and, you know kind of pushing me the way he pushed me for something like a lead solo in dalal parinde or sadhak or one of those so yeah that was pretty a big any any incident that you remember from the recording which kind of stood out anything memorable i think uh, one thing memorable was the end of when everything was over and there was the release of the music mm. and uh, it happened as a show in bombay yes uh, so i was there of, for that show by the way okay so i remember uh, we practicing some like some three days before or two days ago mm. before the show we were practicing and uh, i was supposed to play because like for example sadhak first half of the solo is played by Orianti who's I mean MJ's guitarist and the second half of the solo is played by me you. Okay. so it's because I mean Orianti actually played the whole solo mm-hmm. but then AR didn't like it towards the end so he cut the one half and of, you actually the other half is me oh okay so uh, but then for the show I'd have to play the whole, the whole thing. thing and Orianti is like a little like heavy not my style like because she's like into like a Van Halen like okay making wow all those di- those kind of that <laughs> okay. kind of guitarist you know so okay <laughs> so that was pretty hard. <laughs> like oh shit okay because the first time we were playing it live, live also and so i mean uh, ar kind of noticed that i was nervous uh, mm-hmm. and the practice also i was like not really, <laughs> really? Like, not really nailing it it looked like i was not confident enough to pull yeah. it off yeah and then i remember at the night of the show just before the show starts he kind of sends uh, something written on tissue paper Okay. <laughs> through someone and uh, he it's just written sanjeev don't you're going to rock it just like just enjoy it. just go for it you know that kind of a message and then that was like okay now it doesn't matter <laughs> do whatever don't think about it just yeah, like yeah just go you know. for it go for it yeah. i'm sure he put his i mean he he knew he could trust you for it and that's why and plus i mean doing a gesture something like that i mean which it was very was sweet yes. not needed really you still I mean, have a tissue with you no no that's not good <laughs> <laughs> okay. something that you know stood out i mean he didn't he 
didn't have to do that doing it like it was almost romantic in a kind of way <laughs> so that was pretty memorable we'll also now talk about your workflow so usually people have different things that they begin with and then it comes into a tune or a song or whatever so hmm. as a composer what's your workflow and when you go for a recording then <coughs> how do you take it so it depends also on what i'm composing for a kind of uh, situation or who the people uh, the people that i'm working with, with it all kind of depends on that mm. because of course most of the time if if i would say just generally i kind of uh, come up with the idea with the music first mm. and then the tune comes over it that is on a very general thing that is especially when it comes to probably if i'm doing an ad film i don't have much time i have a day to do everything yes, so everything. so then i'll have to this is the fastest way i, I can do you it can unless i have when i listen to the director and i have like a tune popping in Hmm. and then use the tune to make the music and i mean that also happens okay uh, but uh, having said that when it comes to independent music those things just open up like hmm. for example in 2013 the album that i did epic shit that was something that came out of uh, i was in cochin back then and we had kind of started this artist residency studio mm-hmm. and a cafe art gallery all in one place oh wow it's still there no okay shut shop but uh, this was around 2013 wow. i was in bombay but i was like kind of shuttling and later i kind of moved out of bombay into cochin after that okay so that's where like in that place it was basically about bringing artists together and we just jammed and that was the album mm. i had the idea but mm. then it was just like one day artists from like everywhere it was like artists from cochin there were some from bombay delhi and just came together and put the mics on kind of thing and you know just recorded it wow you know so it was almost live kind of pretty much live but okay. of, of course some production over it but uh, pretty much live mm, live mm. to the point where at uh, power used to go a lot a lot in question and there's a point where the power went and the ups like beeps can be heard in the back so oh. it's, it's there so most of it is live only. and you kept it as it is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. brilliant hmm. that came out of that was something that came out of like you know just like that just because of the people that you're with and I you know see. everyone brings a different energy and when you are with them you bring something else also so that is i would say i the greatest way if you can compose and make music that i think a lot of people abroad work this way yeah. they just hang out in the studio and see what comes up and they just Yeah. Produce albums. The so, serious musicians, yes. Especially, yes, yeah. yes. So, where does lyrics come in for you? So, that's definitely most of the time. It's it's after the tune is made, hmm. for sure. Like like I said, I mean, when it comes to a movie, then it's about what that movie requires. Uh, oh, that situation. What also. situation? And, yes. You know, the, you know, choosing from lyricists who already are in the game, who've done movies. Hmm. You know, also most of the time, so that you are more. You're also okay. You've done stuff. I've seen your stuff. I like it. But then otherwise. like for example for my independent stuff uh, i kind of uh, because i've made the music on a with a particular purpose or idea in mind so i can even i can exactly tell the person who's writing it that you know this is what i want yes and this is what i thought of and you know uh, mm. what we should write about and stuff like that as musicians there's a time when you feel that the music is suddenly flipped and gone to another level you know like what i call the eureka moment in your own talent when did that happen for you and uh, did you go through something like that 
one of the eureka moments i think you did speak about when you said that you know when the war happened and things changed and yeah those kind of eureka moments yes uh, plenty i mean uh, like for example after school after finishing school uh, i i went into chennai which is like totally different. wow you had some was, different yeah, yeah. cultures yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> culture shock good i think i feel that's been good in <laughs> one way it's it's been a good thing for me because uh, it's opened up how different cultures do it so differently and it's still okay there's no good bad anyway yes. you know the same thing is done it's differently the same. Mm. so uh, so in chennai from being in kuwait uh, in chennai where i was put into a hostel and i had to end, end up being in a college which uh, was kind of owned by my aunt or where did you study though, in chennai this was a college called alpha college chennai in this chennai. was in poru so where all the colleges are it's because i mean i could have got into a lawyer or mcc but then i wouldn't have got a bcom those kind of things and my dad and mom were from there so they didn't have the time to find out what's the way i was actually so that was just i like a pretty new college a lot of the most of my classmates were tamil speaking uh, and i just like landed okay i can still manage tamil i mean later on because malayalam and tamil is similar almost, yes like, kind of yes there. But yeah, just being from like you know playing Kurt Cobain <laughs> for the final day in school over there and coming straight here <laughs> and like rasam rice and coconut rice, I've, which I've never heard of before. We don't have yeah, yeah. Malayalis don't have coconut, coconut rice, yes, tomato yes. rice, that kind of way. So I'm, I'm like, what? And that too hostel like straight goo goo kind of stuff, not even good stuff. <laughs> Wow. So then surviving through that huh. and then And musically also that must have been like a Yeah yeah very different shock. kind of music yes Yeah yeah so yes. the only where the music came in is the college competitions like IIT mm. deep woods you know all those college uh, big right. competitions that's when you know I actually met musicians from other colleges and you know i remember even the first year i went to iit uh, i did take part in the solo competition mm-hmm. but then i saw the band competition because that was the main event so i remember the first year i went i was so excited because this is the first time i'm actually seeing okay musicians and like people oh, like yes. oh that i yes. want to connect with wherever you go you know <laughs> and then i i made a band there and just for the sake of competing you know i was just asking people hey, do you play drums do you play i just got people just, immediately there yeah, yeah, huh? at the competition and you guys competed we competed i didn't even now when i think about it i was like oh i actually did that yeah 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 so it takes a lot number one to just yeah. put up something on the spot yeah. and that to for a competition yeah but it didn't matter lot, yes. how we played or anything yeah, yeah, as long exactly. as we i just wanted to be there that's yes, it yes, when yes. i saw this because i knew if i had sung or done something i would have met so many more people, people. there and yes. and that's what i wanted and that's when i decided you know uh, i need to do music full time hmm. this bcom okay as soon as this bcom is over my dad was like ca and all that i said goodbye i'm not doing this stuff. you know uh, because yeah. i was not bad in studies i was good of course. so mm-hmm. you know so even teachers there like you know there was a time when they kept telling my parents you know why did you send him for music you know yeah. once ar rahman happened everyone like oh okay oh, now, now he did the right thing <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you if i if that even if that association didn't happen things would be different because for them exactly. they need those names big names yes uh what are the challenges some of the challenges that you faced as a musician as a singer composer and how did you manage to get over them this whole third culture thing of being born and brought up in kuwait and yeah. not 
really identifying with any whether it was chennai or kerala or, it did happen yeah. but you're always seen as someone from outside even mm. back when the first time i remember after the war when i came to kerala obviously i didn't know malayalam you know my malayalam was okay but mm. then you can see the accent and yes yes you yes you know so the kids used like used to like mock all the gulf kids who used to come and those kind of challenges were there throughout my life you know mm. not really identifying because when you stay in a place for a long time you have your friends you have your parents friends support system family all that yes. but that is not there for us because we are always in different True. it was first kuwait then kerala but kerala but one or two people are mm. there when my mom is alone that's not possible that you kind of like so it, it was always creating new new friends for a short short time at different places and yeah it's always been my life i've always been in different places, different places. i mean so chennai after that i went to bombay mm. then bangalore but you would know. you say culturally that's also kind of enhanced your music in any way definitely i mean just just because of the people i would say every city has a you know totally different vibe to it yes. the people have a certain vibe so obviously when you're in a place you are kind of thinking in a certain way and what you receive also is a certain thing yeah and when you're collaborating with people there locally yeah. their musical language and you know their own experience correct yes, yeah absolutely. and for me i think uh, at least with my independent stuff collaboration has been my main thing from the start i've mm. always like collaborated with someone new because that's how i thought would only bring something new with me also better so yeah so i think collaboration for me has been pretty key with all mm. my productions and songs amazing so you yeah. turned it around beautifully <laughs> yeah brilliant so now we'll come to your top song number 2 or top project oh. number 2 what would that be yeah number 2 would be that uh, 2013 album that whole album and that whole experience okay every song collaborated with different people mm. and like i said it was completely live it was kind of a, a retirement space actually you know uh, which <laughs> we didn't think of too much back then we thought we would make money out of this poor outpour of art especially in cochin because during that time the biennale and all that started you know so that was that itself like brought a lot of foreign artists coming in and so that's yeah. why we thought also it was a good time to start it's just that i think it was a little ahead of its time, it's time. because mm. it was away from the main city of Kochi it was in Fort Kochi which is the one of the Pondicherry. most beautiful places yeah, in yeah. Kochi actually but still i think uh, the fact that uh, the company believed in funding an album where they brought musicians from all these places and mm. made them stay and you know we recorded live and that was just and and also uh, having a proper release of the album there yes. with all these musicians again coming back so i think that experience was definitely that album uh, also if you listen to it unlike my other songs it has a thing of you know how many ever times you listen to it it still feels fresh and good you know and, and that comes i think because of the fact that it was live and it was raw and it was just good people come together and not not thinking about how do we release it or any, <laughs> any of those yeah you know? yeah and the very fact that you said it just came together it's a beautiful way to make music actually uh a life principle or a few life principles that you live by sanjeev i think i try to be as honest as i can i like to be as real as i could be in my dreams or in my in my in in another life or uh, or in a parallel life i would definitely i always look at living in an, in a uh, like a marvel universe or something you know Absolutely. where things are like you know just Absolutely perfect uh, <laughs> yeah, how it should be how it should be i know ideally <laughs> you know an ideal world yeah yes yeah. yeah. i mean that comes out through the art that you make mm. you know mm. i mean that world uh, 
or by the performances on stage or generally uh, i'd like to keep it as real and of course being in music also uh, for a long time in the industry and all that uh, it kind of teaches you that uh, music is just not everything you know i mean True. in the beginning say 20 years ago i would say no music is everything is everything of course it is <laughs> it a is. huge huge yes. part of you yes. and it will never go nobody can take that away mm. from you but mm. there are other things also which that are far more <laughs> important <laughs> <laughs> you know yes <laughs> so, so true. which are the simple things which we neglect for probably mm. uh, and thankfully i think with things like covid coming in i think we've kind of realized those things yeah. a little bit also woken up yeah yeah you know i mean are you do you want to live like this is do you really want to live like this or you want to be real and do something peaceful or it's yeah. a choice that you or at least a balance that you'd like to bring in a busy life whatever you know So true. So along your musical journey, something that you have discovered about yourself which you didn't know earlier. I never had a problem being on stage. I rather loved being on stage. Mm. So I was never I didn't have problems like being nervous or things like that. Even though before the thing would happen, but you know, when I'm on stage things change. Yes. So, but uh I've always had a fear for public speaking and things like that. I think the first time I I actually did a talk was uh, some 4 5 years ago. I that's did it? my first TED talk and that's when I thought like maybe you know I can actually Speak. do this. It's just that I think uh that confidence which I get either when I'm on stage or when you're wearing a headphone and just like deep into the music mm. or, you know i thought i could kind of slowly bring some of that into my real life also mm. you know mm. rather than just telling myself you know no you're not good at that so let's not even go there yeah. let's just yeah. keep it aside <laughs> you know <laughs> so that's something you slowly managed yeah. to break and and a huge part of it is obviously the people that you met along your the journey way. how different people live their life especially artists brings me to my next question which is about rainbow bridge which is your uh, production school first the name how did you land up with that name so this is the name which i came up with uh, in 2004 so the studio that the first studio i started in chennai when mm. i was there is also called rainbow bridge uh, it's basically inspired from a a, a place in hawaii which was uh, pioneered by jimi hendrix which okay. was like a meditation medication music <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of space. Okay. <laughs> you know. Okay. So where like something like what I started in Cochin that kind of the same vibe you know I mean I'm not okay. talking about the medication in Cochin but yeah. generally having a free spirited space for music, for and, music. and art in general. Yes. Yes. So he kind of started a space like that and also in terms of uh, what it said uh, i really like the fact that uh, being a bridge between people who have already done the journey and mm. and people who are starting the journey yes. you know so to kind of connect them beautiful so now nice. we'll talk about the school so since you discovered that you can speak and teach and maybe is yeah. that why you began the school yeah, of course even the teaching yeah, yeah. even that 2015 i think is when i came to bangalore okay 14 15 yeah mm. and that was after being in bombay and you know it didn't really kind of work out for me being in bombay i mean it was great initially uh, because when you enter the city you're new mm. and then people are like oh sanjeev is okay let's do this 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 and then and then after that it kind of fizzles out yes. and then 
then you kind of realize that uh, you'll have to do this rally for a, quite a bit of time, at least for 10 years, at least for people to actually uh, know that, okay, he's involved. He is here. Of course, me being in the film industry is kind of like was Bombay in terms of like uh, kissing ass and all of that was like next level. Versus <laughs> 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 compared to the South and people who are way, way bigger than me was playing that game to the next level. You know, the ass kissing. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you were like, I'm like, okay, I can't do that. <laughs> I mean, good that you're doing I don't know how you're doing it. But at this point of my career, which was like in 2012, when I kind of moved to Bombay, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I just played with ARIs, you know, that was happening. Exactly. So hmm. that's when I decided to, came to Bangalore and I, I decided that, you know, I don't want to depend entirely on music because uh, I didn't want to do things that I didn't have to do just for the sake of making money or surviving sure. and I'd rather just do meaningful work even if it is less work that's fine but mm. good work and you know uh, not be dependent on music too much okay be a little bit but not full all my eggs there you know and also I decided being in the industry for so long it was all it just became all about hustling and you know sitting in the studio and making million tracks so mm. you know and then you kind of forget why the hell did I get into this in the first place? What was I doing when I got in? I was playing the guitar, performing, I was, you know, doing things that I like. Yes. Then later is when I went into the film industry and found out, okay, this is what these guys want. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Not me. <laughs> okay, we can play along and I, I had my areas where I could fit in. But then after a point, you're like, I mean, makes no sense. I mean, mm, yeah. I'd rather spend that time. I thought that I needed to get back to just playing the guitar again. Right. Which I forgot to do for so many years. And a great way I thought to do get back into guitaring was to teach because to teach eventually you will have to learn also. Uh, so at Rainbow Bridge, who are you so, teaching? What so are you teaching? Now, uh, we've been around for six years now. So we have quite a bit of teachers, like around 30 teachers, five staff. It's good where we've started and what it's become. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I got back into those initial years at least I was I got back into teaching and then learning myself mm. and like you know just getting back into the guitar mm. from the basics you know not mm. thinking about where it's going to be yeah. and, and you teach time, children also yeah I mean I was not teaching children beginner I was teaching more like intermediates and advanced, advanced students yes, yes. Uh, but uh, still I mean being around all kinds of children and you know also having the whole fact of having a student yeah. and what that feels of giving and you know sure. when you see talent talented someone you give more so that you know he goes there faster true true but at the same time keep him real also and tell him like this is the <laughs> reality <laughs> this of is it. where you're heading <laughs> yeah. don't have this <laughs> this is good okay but then you'll have to figure out maybe yeah. something completely different and yes. I think that of course giving and doing that of course gives you a lot of pure satisfaction, satisfaction. you know which is uh, far more important than what like hustling for sir please check this out with the coolest tune you know I don't want to do <laughs> or like that. forget I can do that also but not yeah. like sir go straight <laughs> no. for the legs you know I can't do <laughs> and I feel a lot of my friends also who are in this business have become unrecognizable you know mm. of who I know they were it's like I mean yeah they're all playing the game so I mean even they, they can't be any moment for reality maybe just maybe a second or something but like you know because otherwise you'll sound weird or out of place okay. I understand the it's very competitive so friends also you can't look at okay my friend 
<laughs> sorry, bro. I need the, <laughs> I need the job. <laughs> yeah, I need to survive. I need to pay my rent. Yeah, exactly. So it's totally understandable. But then, then you just become that, you know. Yeah, and then, yeah. So yeah. especially with my contemporaries, people yeah, who I yeah. work with, you know, they're top of their game or whatever. Especially the people in Bombay. In, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, I mean, so I just made a choice that you know this is what I want. I mean. Uh, I'll give it some time to just like stay away from the main mainstream mm. for a while. So that's when I started the school, yeah. and then got back into just playing. And then it Brilliant. took me a while to just come back out again. Then, and yes. but at least this time when I came out, I knew exactly what I wanted, who I wanted to associate myself mm. with, you know. Mm. And I knew in one look itself, I know okay, this is this kind no. of guy. Nothing's <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> he okay. might talk for the next two days also. Yeah, but yeah. Nothing's gonna it. happen. You know, I. You That's kind of figure out how people are, especially in your industry. Yes. Also, the fact I, I guess you have to surround yourself with positive people, also, right? True. Absolutely. I mean, it's only business like like Bollywood. You know? It becomes very difficult, yeah. actually. Very true. Dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming to the next question, what is the one lesson you'd say that you learnt with repeated beatings? To go through it again and again, and then finally you cracked it. Obviously, the, I, I believe there is no. Definite answer to any question in life. So I wouldn't say that I would stop something just because uh, I know the end might not be that great. Great. Like yeah. for example, I really forgive people, and because of that, uh, a lot of people have walked on my head also. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But then I still do it. Can't change that. Yeah, yeah. So I'd rather be with people who are good. Of course, we all have become selfish, and we've all become like you know wanting. What people want, we've been, we've, we are becoming a very consumerist society, right? True. Like whoever has the brightest, best things, they are the best people. Yes, then, yes, you know? yes. But yeah, I mean, there's always sections of society or places where you can go where people think uh, otherwise. Yes. And uh, you can just choose and surround with yourself with those kind of people. Hmm. Hmm. That I feel is. Uh, so you're still forgiving. You haven't learned the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. So to say. <laughs> I just try to. If I feel like you know this guy might like screw me over, I might just avoid him from the start itself. Okay. So so, so I won't give a chance to myself to forgive him in forgive the first him. place. <laughs> Something like that. Okay. You you found a bridge there, rainbow yeah, yeah. bridge. <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay. One song that you wish you would have composed. One of the best albums that I worked with AR was Delhi Six, and I think uh, one of my most favorite songs of playing the song and and his songs is Rena too. In that, if there was one song that I could compose, that would be that would be the song. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, that was a beautiful song. So, if Sanjeev Thomas wasn't a musician, what would he be? I mean, obviously, maybe I would have started as a accountant, a chartered accountant. Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> if I had gone in that path, I don't know. Uh, if I wasn't doing music, uh, I love traveling. So if mm. it was something associated with that, that would be. So most musicians, we have, uh, you know. Equal love for food as we have for music. So, are you a foodie? Yeah, I am. At least at heart. Okay. Uh, even though nowadays I can't like eat some things. I mean, because my stomach is not as strong. But uh, yeah, a foodie at heart for sure. Okay. So, what's the one dish or cuisine that you really, really love? So, my favorite cuisines are either Kerala Malayali cuisine, cuisine. or. Uh, Arabic cuisine. Since I'm from there, so I kind of yes. get used to some of the things. So if you're like super hungry, what's your quick fix? It depends on the mood. Okay. <laughs> could be anything. I mean, it could be even North Indian, just roti and 
പനീർ ടിക്ക മലയാളം മലയാളി കുസിൻ മേ ബി ലൈക് പൊറോട്ട ആൻഡ് ബീഫ് doing rockstar kind of things like for example yeah. coming in a crane in the solo and like spiral <laughs> like firing <laughs> right and doing those kind of things and looking also. and and being the way you were on stage also yeah yeah, yeah. even though i envisioned my life a certain way it, it had its own yeah. way of showing me how i could get there or what was real in yeah. my dream and so that time there was this person who called ashok cherian who was a drummer and he was way older than me like mm. 10 15 years older than me mm. i had a band earlier and then it was called buddha's babies mm. that was my first band which i kind of started in chennai mm. Uh, after which i started a band with him with mm. ashok and it became buddha blown we made some music for the first time that's when the first time i recorded as a band and in his garage and studio and stuff oh, wow. and we made these uh, small cds and this was back in like 2003 i think uh, and uh, we uh, had a show we we like organized a show where other bands also played but okay. we we ended the show okay and where we sold our album in this the small series as tickets to the show so if you want to get into the show you have to buy a, a ticket oh how amazing that was the first time also we ever even thought and did i did something of that level oh i actually recorded a whole album wow. and then organized the show mm. and you know so i think that was a pretty memorable time and i think ashok played a huge role in introducing me to the right music and different music and uh, kind of getting into the depths of what people were feeling when they wrote songs and so i think that was a huge turning point also from for me to understanding what was 
real and what is precious in music and you know all of that okay now where are we heading what's happening coming i'm up? really not sure i think i'm very uh, i think definitely after covid also especially i've kind of realized that uh, that i need to spend time with uh, moments that are now you know not think about what is going yeah. to come tomorrow but i have this now and let me make the best of you know whether i'm at home or the road or wherever you know mm-hmm. and i'm actually getting thoughts of i was even telling sandhya the other day you know what i i feel like i want to retire you know that oh my god <laughs> and i used to be a person who used to say that i'll i'll work till like i die type oh really you no know? hmm. so meaning like not in the industry necessarily mm. but still work so but basically i've been recently getting these thoughts you know i mean why am i doing any of this i mean i can do whatever i want right exactly. <laughs> oh, why don't i just do <laughs> i can play with my dogs he's got yeah. two lovely dogs at home by the way yeah. and i walked in and i saw them and got wonderfully greeted by them the school is yes. there and that's uh, it's like kind of walkable for me it's like okay. a long walk but Wonderful. so that's become a new process also but of course um, things are going to kick back again i mean i was supposed to go on a tour i play with sid sira oh yeah i've yes, been I playing know. with him for past 5 years now hmm. we were supposed to go actually today i think to okay. germany and switzerland but it kind of got postponed because of still because of the travel issues yeah. and stuff yeah and <clears> so but anyway that's going to come back that is my one uh, performing gig that i do i mean okay. with sid you know so okay. i make sure the shows still happen i don't want to leave that yeah, part yeah, of yeah. you know because that's a huge part also. of you yes absolutely and then of course the production uh, uh, i've been uh, releasing new music ever since the lockdown there's one coming up too right one album coming up it's actually in the process process of it so okay. i've released already four singles of that album of that i'm al- releasing the fifth one maybe in the next two weeks okay it's awesome. been a, i took a kind of break like four five months like in the middle but then so that's going to continue my indie journey is definitely going to hmm. be more frequent than it was before hmm. uh, so that's one thing for sure all right and i've also kind of taken a lot of interest into video making so making. i'm kind of into that now starting with my own things that's also something that i could see that could you know happen i like doing multiple things uh, simply because it keeps me excited because this one thing is this will yes. be boring so i think i'm always open that way so i don't want to be part of any necessary like active industry or something like that mm, but mm. when the right thing happens the right things come to me and that's fine that's and cool. i have the time that which is like most important, important. Yeah. <laughs> time is very important okay yeah. a quirky habit that you have nobody knows about the way i drink my tea mhm so i stop milk uh, milk in the sense like traditional milk okay and i've uh, we've uh, i started using milk made Okay. Made not Nestle, but the Amul has a thing called Milky Mist, I think. Okay. So two spoons of that with uh, black tea or coffee is way better than adding milk. Okay. I don't know if it's healthy though, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great thing because you know now milk doesn't last for too long. Also nowadays, this is even if you're traveling, just you come get- back with, <laughs> or you can even travel with it. Exactly. So that's uh. it. You know, use a kettle and like, and it tastes way better. So. Oh wow. Okay, I'm gonna try. this now so as we leave uh, any message that you'd want to give to people who are following your footstep following music taking it up one thing of course like i mentioned earlier being an artist or a musician it's always uh, good to have different avenues open and mm. maybe get those skills that you need to uh, you know do these many things also mm. and so you don't have to look at it as 
uh, seeing results now and it can be long term you know getting these skills and but uh, definitely i think as a musician because today a musician needs to know about copyrights about uploading music about marketing music about making posters videos all of it's that it's about the business of music as exactly so yeah. learn as many skills as you can hmm. so that you can survive and you can always choose uh, of course uh, being artists we have seasonal industries also right yes some months are cold some months are like lot yeah. of concerts whatever you know exactly try to be busy in all the seasons and so that you can you know it helps with your music also doing different things yes. you know because it music has to come from your heart or your head whatever and so obviously engaging your heart and head in different things also mm. enriches music or expression for yes. me so so i mean that's like a life skill rather like to get as many skills and to identify the things that you like and kind of improve on them to survive in 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 an industry i think the uh, the most key element that you need is just to persevere mm. perseverance i think is the name of the game i mean i think i have that so even though if i even if i decide to retire today i will still have a perseverance to do something with art so as long as it might not be monetary of any sorts but you know to do something for the art form yes it will push me to do something just for the sake of doing something different and hmm. you know brilliant thank you so much and thank it's you. been such a pleasure talking to you sanjeev same here same all the very best thank you thank you thank you <laughs> on the rj lavanya show you've been listening to me lavanya you can follow me rj lavanya on facebook and twitter and rj lavanya pp for podcast is my insta handle do follow subscribe rate and review this podcast Don't forget to join me next week for yet another inside out chat on the RJ Lavanya show Kuch baatein kar